gotta, you gotta love that. Oh my gosh. And it is a lovely day, isn't it? <sighs> we are in a new month. And this month is living in God's bounty. Isn't that lovely? What a great, what a great theme for the month. Okay. We know what that means, right? God's good. Okay. And today's talk, God is good. God is good. Well, there's that, right? Don't we say that a lot? We say it a lot. Come on, you know you say it all the time. <laughs> when something's good. When something's good, we say God is good, right? Well, how do we know? How do we know something's good, you know? Is it a good day? Is today a good day? Is it a good day when the sun is shining? Yeah, yeah. What about when it's raining? Is it still good? Is it a still good? Yeah, it's still a good day, right? Is it a good day when good things happen to us? Right? Yeah. What about when things don't go our way? Is it still a good day? Sometimes it's like hard to, hard to reach that place, you know? What about people? People treat us with love and compassion and respect, right? Good people. What about when we're hurt and betrayed? Are they still good people? Hmm, that's good. What's good, right? Yeah, it starts, it starts getting a little, we're, we're on uneven ground right there, right? What happens then? Let's talk produce. <laughs> Why not? How do you know a watermelon is good? I mean, think about it, right? How do you know a watermelon is good? You pick it up first, right? Don't you pick it up? It's got to be heavy for its size, right? It has to feel heavier for its size. You thump it, right? Don't you? Thump it. It should have that hollow sound. <clears throat> the last thing you do, what? You look at the underneath, right? You look at the patch that was laying on the ground while it was growing. That patch should be a dark yellow. It should be a dark yellow. It shouldn't be white. Shouldn't be pale. Should be a really dark yellow. We know. Good watermelon, right? Okay. How about a peach? How can you tell a good peach? What's a good peach? Don't look at the red spot. Everybody looks at the red spots on the peach. You know, the red blush. Don't look at the blush. Blush doesn't tell you anything. You got to look at the color behind the red. You have to look at the yellow. The yellow will tell you. It should be a deep, deep golden. Shouldn't be pale. Shouldn't be yellow. It should be a deep, dark golden. And what else do you do? You squeeze it, don't you? You give it a little squish test. <laughs> it should give a little bit under your, under your thumb. And then what's the last thing you do with a peach? Okay. <laughs> It'll be an interesting produce market with you. Um, you look at the stem. You look at the skin around the stem. The skin around the stem should be slightly wrinkled, like it's losing water, like it's evaporating. If it's slightly wrinkled around the stem, you know it's the sweetest it's going to get, right? So we know that's a good peach. That is a good peach. So how can we tell God is good? How do we tell God is good? God's not a cantaloupe. I mean, we can't give it the sniff test. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love that. Okay, right? We're not going to give God, we're not going to squeeze God. <laughs> we say God is good when we get the job right? Or we marry the perfect person, or we buy that house. So is God still good when we get laid off, when we get divorced, when we lose the house to foreclosure? God is certainly good when we're in good health. Is God still good when the diagnosis is grim? Hmm. So what exactly do we mean when we say God is good, right? What do we mean? <clears throat> Emma Curtis Hopkins said this. She said, this too is good. This too is God. 
This too is for me, and I demand to see the blessing in it. That's powerful stuff. So, so this, is our, this is our practice, isn't it? To see the good in all things. Even, even in those places where it doesn't look apparent, even where it's not shining through. In fact, our charge is to give thanks in all things, isn't it? That's what, we're, that's what a, a part of our spiritual practice is, is to give thanks in all things. Now, maybe not for all things, and there is a difference, yes? Maybe, maybe we're not giving thanks for all things, but we give thanks in all things. In all things, give thanks. Because spirit is in all things, okay? That's really, and we have to understand that difference, don't we? We understand the difference. If we only give thanks for things, then when things go bad, we have to blame God. But to give thanks in all things acknowledges God is present in all those things. Spirit is already there before we even got there. Spirit is already there when we're experiencing whatever those conditions are that we're walking through. And it takes the perspective of, of a mystic, which is what we are, right? We are the mystical arm here. The new thought is really the mystical arm of, of, of our faith tradition. So, so it takes the, the perspective of a mystic to see things as God sees them, which is, which is our undertaking, to see things as God sees them. It is our spiritual practice then to give thanks in all things, even if it's not apparently quote-unquote good, right? To give thanks in all things, in the mystery, in the energy that is all life, the positive and the negative, flowing around us and flowing around everything. Ernest Holmes said, there is a universal mind, spirit, intelligence. It is the origin of everything. It is first cause. It is God. This universal life energy finds an outlet in and through all that is energized and through everything that lives, right? All of us and everything that lives. There is one life back of everything that lives. There is one energy back of all that is energized. This energy is everything. He goes on to say there is one spirit back of all expression. That is the meaning of the mystical phrase, in him we live, move, and have our being. There is only one. We are alive in it. It is flowing through us. This is, this is religious science core concept one. God is all there is. We are actively practicing it through good conditions and bad. We are actively being it regardless of conditions around us. This one life, this one energy has sought to incarnate itself as us for all experiences, you know, we kind of gravitate toward the springs and summers, but we're not too fond of the falls and winters, you know, when, when stuff is burned and, 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 you know, slashed and the ground is fallow and dark and nothing grows. We're not really crazy about those parts. We like the spring and the summer and the rainbows and the puppy, puppy dog tails, but it's all of it. It's all of it that we desire, really. 
And what we know, what we absolutely know to the core of our beings is that it is all playing out on the field of all God. It all plays out on the field of all God. So God must be good. But more than that, God is goodness itself. Right? God's not, you know, God is good, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's almost like a personification. God is goodness itself. Ernest Holmes said this, he said, God is greater than all human mistakes, and in God alone there is peace and happiness. God is natural goodness and eternal loving kindness. That's what we know. That's what we know about this one energy that is, that is activating, energizing, and living our life, living through us. Goodness itself is not dependent on conditions. Doesn't matter. God is good because God is goodness itself. The energy of all life. It is the energy of all life regardless of conditions. Goodness, like the qualities of God, right? We have them all up there, peace and wholeness and wisdom. All those qualities. I'm sure there are more up there. I notice harmony is not up there, but it's got to be in there somewhere. We have loads of, of qualities of God, right? They, they are not dependent on conditions. These are qualities of God, the energy of life, regardless. Regardless. And no matter what the conditions are we find ourselves in, God's already there. Don't you love that? We're never alone. Ernest Holmes used to refer to us as God and company. We know which ones we are, right? We're the end company. You know, God and company. We are the outpicturing of that one life. So no matter what condition we find ourselves in, we know God's already there. Spirit is already there. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, where God is recognized, there is life. That's what we're doing, right? He goes on to say this. Where the presence of God is realized, there is action. And where the goodness of God is acknowledged, there is peace. And isn't that what we want? Isn't that, I mean, to live our lives in peace? Just peace, just to live it. So we are equipped with everything that we could ever need, want, or desire to live a fully aware, fully self-actualized, fully self-expressed life for as long as we inhabit these vehicles (laughs) vehicles <laughs> that we have been given. And then, and then after that, whatever. Whatever comes next. You know, these, these come with expiration dates, right? <laughs> I mean, there's nobody around that's been around forever. These, these come with expiration dates. So when we drop the physical body, we move on to the next expression, whatever that is, yeah, that too is good, right? That too is goodness. But deciding to see the good is our choice because we have free will, yes? So deciding to see the good, we have free will and we are always free to turn toward or away from the light that lights our way. Emma Curtis Hopkins said this, and I love this. She said, turn away from all events and persons in order to develop the consciousness of a mystic and become God-conscious as an inner identity. I stress the realization of the perfect presence, the only life in which the elevated consciousness does its work. God is all there is. There is no other life. The undifferentiated unity between the person and the world is the essence of the introversive mystical experience. 
that's who we are. That is what we are. We turn away from conditions, events, activities to know that higher truth because that is where our work is done. That is where our prayer work is activated. That is where the demonstrations occur when we turn away from the conditions to the eternal life. We are the thing itself. We are the thing itself. And we must recognize the truth of that. You know, we're not one with God. I know we say that all the time, right? God is all there is and I am one with God. Sounds cute. We're not one with God. It sounds like we're holding hands and walking down the road together, okay? We're not one with God. We're not even one in God. We are one as God. As God. Whatever we define that thing to be, that is us. Whatever those qualities we attribute to the divine, they are qualities within us. We are some aspect of the whole life of spirit. And that energy is our energy. So that everything that we attribute to spirit, all of those qualities, they are us. They are us. You got to stand in the power of that. Ernest Holmes said, God is a universal presence, an impersonal observer, a divine and impartial giver, forever pouring itself into its creation. Forever pouring itself into its creation. We are its creation. The earth is its creation. This universe is its creation. It is forever pouring itself into its creation. And we are that. And since God is goodness, it stands to reason, then so are we. Yes? So are we. We are the I am in our own lives. Ernest Holmes said when we pray, when we reach that place in divine mind in our prayer, when we are speaking from first cause, we are the I am in our lives. And so we speak from that, we co-create that goodness in the conditions around us. So what stops us? What stops us from, from doing that, I think, is we stop seeing the good around us. Anybody watch the news lately? I'm not even going there yet. When I get to peace on it, we'll talk about it. <clears throat> But what stops us from seeing the good in our own lives is that we stop seeing the good in our own lives. It is a choice. It is a choice to see the good or the bad, the fortunate or the unfortunate, the blessing or the curse, right? It's a choice we're making to see the world as good or bad, uncaring, difficult, dangerous. When we choose to see a fearful world, we become afraid. Well, there is to it. When we see a world filled with loving people, they inhabit our surroundings, right? How many of us, look at, we're all gathered here together in this room. We are all pretty happy, loving people, right? We gather together because we remind each other and ourselves. What we see, we, we concentrate on, what we resonate in, the energy that we surround ourselves, that's what we grow more of, isn't it? That's what we grow more of. Remember, fear and faith, they're just two sides of the same coin. Actually, actually, there is no such thing as fear. It's all faith. Actually, it's all faith, isn't it? Faith is that idea that everything comes out, all things work together for my good. The other side of that coin is I have faith in everything going to hell. That's fear, right? That's fear. It's all, it's all the same thing. We are convinced everything's gonna work out fabulously. Yay, I got faith, God is good. We're convinced everything's gonna go to hell. 
I'm in fear. Everything's bad. Same thing. It's the same thing. It's where are you placing your faith? Fear is, fear is the faith that we are alone and we are vulnerable and, and, and things are against us and we're scared, right? Faith is the belief everything works out for our highest and best good. And each one of those beliefs is a choice. You haven't changed your life, not one bit. But when you change your mind around it, it outpictures in conditions around us, doesn't it? You know? Glass half empty or half full. I keep telling people we're religious science. We have endless refills. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. You know, actually, the glass is always full, isn't it? Because even if it's half full, it's only, it's half full with water and half full with air. It's always full. The glass is always full. That's all there is to it. We have so much more to be grateful for than to be sorry for. I think that was a line in a song, wasn't it? I think there's a line in the, wasn't that a Jamie Lula song? Hmm. Anyway, we do. I mean, it is, it is the truth. We have so much more to be grateful than to be sorry for. So we turn away from the conditions of the world. I don't care what's going on over there right now. I'll get to it. <laughs> Not in this talk, but I'll get to it. <sighs> We turn away from the conditions of the world. We practice gratitude. We practice seeing as God sees. We practice seeing as God sees. And, and as God sees, we are all, all, all the outpicturing of the divine life, are we not? We are all the outpicturing of the divine life. Regardless of whether we're turning toward the light, away from the light, whether we are, we are acting in our skilled or unskilled behavior, whether we're, we're high thought, low thought, we are all the outpicturing of spirit. We are all spirit having an experience. We can't change that. So we turn away from the conditions of the world. We practice gratitude. We practice seeing as God sees. Right? We are all the outpicturing of the divine. We see each other as the outpicturing of the divine regardless of the condition. And we grow our faith and we kick fear to the curb. Who's with me? Kick fear to the curb. We are birthless, deathless, timeless, immortal beings temporarily housed in this outfit, but I'll get a new one after some period in time, you know? There'll be something else waiting for me. But the fact is that we are eternal beings. What is there to be afraid of? What is there to be afraid of? Ernest Holmes said this in Can We Talk to God? He said, prayer leads one to a place of mental acceptance, but prayer without faith is ineffectual. Faith elevates the prayer to conviction and acceptance. <laughs> he goes on to say, where does God come in? God already is in and does not have to come from anywhere to anywhere. God is the entire process, both in our thought as individuals and in the universal answering of our individual thought. You say that's all, we're all one. It's all one. It's all the same energy. God doesn't come in it at all. God's always been there. So is God good? Yeah, of course. God is goodness itself. God is goodness itself. Spirit is in all, through all, over all, as all. There's only this one life. It's the life of God. It's the life of spirit. We have nothing to fear, and we have everything to gain by walking through the world in it and not of it, right? Right? 
in consciousness, in the consciousness of the mystic, because that is what we are. We see through the conditions to the truth of our lives, to the truth of all life everywhere. And we know that life is good, God is good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, we're going to roar it up a little bit. Ha, ha, ha.